Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Weigh In Sports Talk. I am the host, Brian Tarvin, joined with co-host Jonathan. Let me bring him on and see how he hears me right now. Jonathan, is all good on the sound in the sound world here? Oh yeah, to me it is. I think you sound uh, you sound angelic right now. Sexy. All right, good. That's that's what I like to hear, but you never know. I didn't do a test or anything, so just want to make sure. I can't stand a lot of static. So if you hear anything, let me know. Welcome, everybody. Crazy weekend of college football. A lot of teams went down in the top ten. I call them the pretenders. But, Jonathan, we will talk about this Florida State game that happened. And I heard Jimbo's comments after the game. And, man, I, you know, usually I can't stand when he whines and cries, but but this time he, he had something to to talk about, and we'll talk about that game in a few minutes. And I'm sure you may agree on the chop block that was called against Florida State on a big drive where Florida State was going up two scores possibly. And then the flag comes out on the sideline that I don't think was was warranted either. But am I am I getting warm with you right now? Do you feel the same way I do after watching that game? Mm. You know, I really wish not to speak of it, uh, to be perfectly frank. Um, okay. A, a lot of things. No. <laughs> I know I can't get away with that. I know I can't. But uh, a lot of things ran through my nope. head um, as I watched that game. And uh, I, I, I agree with a lot of the things that Jimbo had to say. And then I'm just wondering – if these are the same refs from that Clemson-North Carolina State game or that Duke-Louisville game, because it looked like it. Yeah, that was – and I think sometimes – and we'll, and I'm not making excuses for Florida State, but, but that was uh, some timely bad calls. And I was real disappointed that the officials would call a chop block Oh my God! It wasn't even engaged down the field. There was no engagement, right? So the rule is, in order for a chop block to occur, uh, usually it's around the line of scrimmage, but it's also you have to be engaged with someone else. This guy was just coming uh, to make a tackle, and I think it was the fullback made a block for Cook, and they threw a flag, and then he throws a 15-yard flag on the sideline because the ref said a player said something. Well, come on. This is a big game right now in the ACC. And Jimbo usually, you know, sometimes when – I wish more coaches would speak out like Jimbo did is what I'm trying to say. And sometimes Jimbo bringing up Auburn when he lost to North Carolina didn't make sense. But I liked what he said. It's like you hold players accountable. You hold coaches accountable. Hold these officials accountable in a game. And and I'm not saying that, that Clemson would have lost or would have won, but – my God, they weren't stopping Dalvin Cook at that time. There was nothing stopping Florida State. Being at home with the momentum they had, if they had scored a touchdown, Jonathan, to go up two scores, that game might have turned ugly. Let the game play out the way it's supposed to. And this official threw that flag. I mean, that negated, uh, what was it, a 40-yard run maybe by Cook, plus you back, you back it up 15, plus another 15 uh, for the personal foul. And all of a sudden, the the fields flipped, and I was—I just wish more coaches would stand up for their team like Jimbo does. Screw political correctness, screw getting fined, 
these officials need to be held accountable. And watching these SEC games too, Jonathan, it's just if if they don't want you to win, they're going to make it tough on you. I'm not saying they'll blow every call, but that call was huge in the Florida State game. I'm sorry. That was two back-breaking calls and then the targeting uh, in that game that was called against Florida State that wasn't really targeting, I don't think, but then not to throw out the Clemson guy for targeting Florida State's quarterback. about killed him. Just like in the Miami game, there's something that needs to be done. And I know the ACC did not want Clemson to lose because that would cause a lot of problems because the ACC wants two teams in, Jonathan, right now. And if Clemson lost, that would be just one team getting in probably. I just think the the whole thing stunk. But what do you think about Jimbo actually standing up? There's times I wish Gus Malzahn would come out and say something, but most coaches don't. But congratulations to Jimbo for for speaking the truth. And, and you get the honest, true, raw emotion from a coach, and that's what you want. You want it – you don't want it two days later. And he didn't say – and he even said, I'm not taking away from Clemson. They won the game. But that guy, the, these officials are costing people, you know, hold them accountable. I was proud of him, by the way, just so you know. Uh, yeah, I mean, look, I was proud of Francois for standing in there and letting that offensive line try and kill him. Um, I wish he would have had a little more touch on his throws last night, but it's kind of hard to have when you're getting your head uh, cracked in. I was proud of Dalvin Cook, and it actually it hurts me. Uh, it 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 beats me up a little bit that for everything Dalvin did for this school, he's not going to leave with a ring. I mean, you're talking about the best quarterback in our school history, uh, best running back in our school history, and he's going to leave here empty empty-handed. Um, I was proud of Marcus Walker last night, and I was proud of Jimbo after that game. You can bet I was proud of him in that press conference. So during the game, I loved his first drive. He did a really good job on those scripted drives. A lot of play action stuff. Actually, I don't have a lot of complaints about how the game was called. Uh, but when he said afterwards, and you know what, he ate that $20,000 fine. Because you know there's a – you know, here, here's what – the only thing that disappointed me with Jimbo was, you know there's like a max number they can find you, and they're not going to suspend you. Right, so you miss your opportunity to call out the commissioner of the conference and say, "We know you called the refs and told them to set this one up. We know what you're doing, and here's a couple ex- expletives your way. Here's a couple expletives your way officiating, you know, because that was disgusting. And it, it, don't get it wrong, it went both ways. There was a face mask uh, on Derek Naughty or Demarcus Christmas on that sack of Deshaun Watson that they missed." Uh, there were pass interferences that were missed blatantly throughout the game. Uh, you know, I mean, it, it made it worse, obviously, in that drive. You have the crap uh, uh, block below the waist call when his shoulder hit the defender's hip. Uh, you have the missed pass interference call in the next play, the the, the phantom 15-yard penalty. Yeah, I mean, that was that was rough. I, I, I was proud of what Jimbo had to say and that he stood up for his team. Uh, and all I can do now, though, is just look back and think, damn, if we hadn't choked away two games in Doak, we'd be 7-1 and one and be, uh, you know, top six, top seven in the country. I mean, damn. You know, they give up 37 points and lose twice at home. 
Damn. I mean, Dalvin Cook had just yeah. put himself in the Heisman Trophy conversation and said, kick Deshaun out. Deshaun who? And then we couldn't get the stop. I mean, damn. I know. It's tough, man. And when you watch officials take it away from you, it makes it tougher. I remember two years ago, um, and for some reason, I don't know why, the officials didn't want Auburn to beat Texas A&M. Texas A&M jumped out early, and that was all Texas A&M. But every time Auburn would come back and be at the one-yard line, one time there was video evidence of Auburn on the ground with the ball. You could see it, so you have to give them the ball, but they gave it to A&M anyway. They screwed them several times and on the road at Mississippi State as well two years ago. They so, saw yeah. that last night. Did you, did you see the fumble before Dalvin's first touchdown? when the refs are digging in the pile, and our left tackle, Roger Johnson, is walking to the sideline with the football. He has the ball in his hands over his head, and he's walking towards the sideline, and the refs try to take it from him, and you can see him look down at the ref, and he was not letting go of that ball until they signaled the Florida State ball because there were three refs still digging through the pile looking for it. Hey, man, I didn't see that because I was watching another game we'll talk a little while, but I, I know that one hurt last night, man. I went back and fast forwarded and watched the game through hats off. I think Jonathan Barker took that game last night. I think they they got it ripped away from them. And if you're a Clemson fan out there and, and you don't think that's true, that's fine. But from a neutral party here, I had no dog in the fight. Um, I think it got. I think they got screwed. I really do. I think they got screwed out of it. And that's just me watching it through the game. And, and, and 15 yard penalties happen, but in crucial times, when you throw a flag in a game, momentum is everything in college football, people, and any sport really. But college football is a game of emotion. And Florida State goes up two scores right there. I don't, I'm just saying this Doak Campbell, would been, it would have been rocking. You wouldn't be able to hear yourself. And, and I don't know Clemson. Would they be able to come back? I don't know. But when you're down two scores on the road, and, and Jonathan, just like I was watching Auburn last night on the road, you get two scores down. I was waiting on that. They didn't. It's hard to come back, and I'm getting a lot of background on you right now, buddy. Nah, hold on. Well, I'll, I'll go into the, the – yeah, that's a lot better. Um, yeah, that's what I was saying. Going down double digits on the road. Going going down double digits, Jonathan, on the road. I don't care who you are. It's tough to overcome. And all I'm saying is Ole Miss last night couldn't do it. Uh, they couldn't go up on Auburn double digits. Florida State was about to do it. And I'm just saying that great teams even struggle coming back in the fourth quarter anytime when you're down two scores. It's just It's just something that's hard to do. I think Florida State could have run them out of the building have they let that play stand and see what happens after that. That's just a feeling. I can't prove it because we can't go in the future and see what happened. Florida State could have fumbled the next play. We don't know. But all I know is the momentum was jerked out of that stadium and out of that team after that uh, those 30-yard penalties right there that negated a 40-yard run. So you think about it, that's a 70-yard swing. Yeah, I mean, it's really hard to, to overcome that in a crucial moment of the game, really for any team. You know, it seems like in big games, um, every time there tends to come down to a penalty of that sort will happen. 
and you can just see the life being sucked out of that team. You know, you always hate to see it. It always comes at the most inopportune time. You're like, no, 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 let him play it out. Oh, damn it, he threw it. You know, so it it is what it is. Um, speaking of Auburn Ole Miss, I, I have a buddy who's t- nervously texting me. And he's like, why did you tell me to bet Auburn? They left their defense back home. I'm like, the first half, just wait. Now, I wound up catching uh, a good part of the second half. I had a DVR. Yeah. Hey, y'all. Auburn's good. <laughs> Auburn's good, yeah, y'all. They are. this team. That's a good team, y'all. And, the, and, 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 and we talked about the matchup. Remember the other night, what scared me the most was Chad Kelly's ability with these big receivers, big tight end Ingram, too. They, you can't get pressure on him too much all the time. He throws it. He gets rid of it fast. And I don't care how great your defense is. Chad Kelly's usually going to get his. Ask Alabama. Ask, ask Florida State. Ask ask any team. It's, Auburn's defense played very well last night. And by, by once they got down in the red zone, holding them to field goals or fourth down failures, uh, Chad Kelly's going to get his yards. They're going to score. Hel- holding them under 30 points is actually – Auburn hasn't given up a 30-point game yet. I think I was pretty impressed with Auburn last night, even though they gave some passing yards up, Jonathan. If you can't run the football against Auburn in the SEC or anything, you can't win. You can throw for 500 yards. That's great. But well, Auburn's running for 300-plus, and, and they're throwing for 260. I mean, that's what it's about, balance. Old Mistress doesn't have balance. Doesn't mean they're not a great team or a good team. It just means they're going to struggle in the trenches, and and they did, man. Um, Chad Kelly hats off. I was nervous because he was throwing all over the place, but they were all under twenty yard throws. They were all eight yards, six yards, nine yards, and it, it was just adding up. But thank God for depth on the defensive line. Uh, or Auburn would have been in trouble last night. But great team. Good teams make plays when they have to, and that defense stood up when they had to. But thank God for Ingram's drop touchdown pass there in the fourth quarter that kind of flipped the momentum of the game. I don't know if you saw that or not. Ingram, Chad Kelly underthrew it just a little bit. Ingram thought he was going to get a touchdown. I think he didn't go all the way down for it, and he dropped it. But uh, thank God for that drop pass, or Auburn would have been down, having to come back to score again. But that's that's life in the crazy SEC West, and that's why I wasn't very confident about that game, Jonathan, because I knew I knew what Ole Miss was capable of doing. Because and and there's no other quarterback we play this year. I'm sorry, Alabama's quarterback. He's not Chad Kelly. I mean, can we agree on that? Bama fans are like, "Wow, Auburn secondary is giving up some yards. We're we're going to have a field day." And I'm like, "Well, hold on a minute. You don't have a quarterback that can throw the ball downfield, moron." Uh, you know, it just kills me how people think. You know, it's all about matchups, and Ole Miss was a bad matchup for Auburn uh, defensively, and I knew that coming into it. Did I not? Did I not say that, Jonathan, the other night? That's a it's a tough matchup. Mm-hmm. Oh, you did, no doubt about it. I, I you know, it's, it's and I, something that a lot of people knew. And I knew their matchup against our running game was a bad one. So I mean, there were two bad matchups in that game, and. When you run the ball physically on somebody, usually you'll win, and that's what we did. How about Petway, Jonathan? What do you think about this guy? Every game getting better, what, 240-plus last night? 
He had like 160 against Mississippi State, 190 against Arkansas, and last night just 243 at a time when Auburn needed it the most. I mean, I know people say you can't run the ball on Bama, but I don't know. I mean, who's going to stop him? <laughs> That's what I want to know. Who's going to stop him? Yeah, this uh, this Auburn offense right now is very you – know, obviously the mobility of the quarterback is the same, but it reminds you of the 2013 uh, offense where they were just able to just gash you. Petway was great last night. Uh, you know, I, I – after the Florida State game, I had I couldn't fall asleep, so I had to find something to do. So I was like, hmm, let me go look at the highlight because I don't have the SEC network, oddly enough. Uh, I'm like, let me find let me you know find these highlights. I need to see this game. You know, how did this spell out, especially in the second half? And uh, I mean that he looked like he was getting stronger as the game was going on. He he you know the offensive line did a really good job of getting uh, hat on hats, and he did a good job of finding lanes. Uh, he was phenomenal. I really like this kid. Auburn's got another gem at running back. What else is new? And one thing about Petway, if you notice him running the football, when you try to come low on him, he drops that head and he punishes you by hitting you in the back. So you're going to tackle him. You try to hit his knees, he's going to punish you for it. And I think he wears people down. Like, it's just, in that fourth quarter when you're just trying to, to get off the field and all of a sudden here he comes, <laughs> I mean, it's just <laughs> no need for carrying Johnson right now. Auburn brought him back a little bit too early. I think he needed one more week, and I think next week you'll see a lot more wide receiver runs against Vanderbilt. I don't know. If Pet, you need to rest Petway while you can. You don't want to just keep rolling him, but maybe you do. I don't know, but it was a good game last night. We'll talk about you know, we talked about Florida State and Clemson. We're going to lay off that one since it's near and dear to your heart a little bit. Clemson did what they had to do. Auburn did what they had to do last night, and, and I was impressed with them. And, you know, the polls, Jonathan, let's, I wanted to talk to you about it, but I go to the – you know how I think of polls and the rankings. The coaches poll, for some reason, had Oklahoma ranked ahead of Auburn right now at, at 11. What is it with these pollsters in Oklahoma? I mean, can they not just let it go? Oklahoma sucks. Okay? I mean, it's, it's not that – I mean, they're they're terrible. They lost to Houston, which can't beat SMU or Navy, and got lucky to win yesterday. They got tore up at home against Ohio State. As you see Ohio State – Jonathan, would you agree that Ohio State's probably not a top-10 team if you really want to think about it and dig into it? They lost to Penn State, and then they lose. They should have lost to Northwestern, for God's sake. I mean, it's like this Ohio State team is talented. They're young. They're a little overhyped. But who does Oklahoma beat that makes you think that, oh, Oklahoma's a, a team that could do it? I mean, come on. Get real. Um, I'll give Wisconsin more credit than I will Oklahoma. But Nebraska still being in the top ten is kind of uh, – I mean, I know they went to overtime with them, but uh, – Wisconsin and Nebraska are slow black guys that can't really do anything with speed. So, I'm sorry. Then I see Florida up in the top ten, and I'm just like, again, their best win is Kentucky. I'm, I'm telling people if their best win is Kentucky, they're going to lose to Arkansas Saturday night. But what do you think of the top ten so far in the AP? Alabama, Michigan, Clemson, Washington, Louisville, Ohio State, A&M, Wisconsin, Nebraska, and Florida. Well, I put out my poll on our uh, Facebook group page, and you saw where I had Florida ranked. So 
you know what I think? For those of you that did not see that, I have Florida um, in the back end. I, I that you have them third tier, good. don't you? You have them third tier. Yeah, I believe I had them in that third tier, which put them in the middle team. Um, I mean, well, they're, they're not that they're not that good. We saw. I mean, uh, yeah, I, I I thought Georgia had a shot to beat them yesterday. Didn't work out. Oh well. Um, but you know, if you watch it, you're like, wow, this Florida team actually is pretty darn bad. And uh, you know, in, until somebody figures it out that they're gonna get exposed by Arkansas, LSU, Florida State. I had no, I have Florida in the fourth tier. I have them ranked number nineteen. Um, I don't think they have any business being number ten. Uh, but AP nine of the coaches, they're only there because of their record. That's it. Yeah. Um, let's and Jonathan, here it is. Okay, look, let's. And I want to spend some time on this. UMass twenty-four to seven, Kentucky forty-five to seven, and that's not the same Kentucky team. That's like Auburn. That's like Auburn at the first part of the season. Kentucky's peaking. Auburn's peaking now. North Texas thirty-two to nothing. They lost by ten to Tennessee. Okay, they beat Vanderbilt by seven. Auburn's favored twenty-five and a half over them this week. Uh, they postponed LSU. They beat a bad Missouri team. And let's go ahead and say they're bad. They're bad. They play Georgia. They beat Georgia, and Georgia has zero offensive line at all. Twenty only to score twenty four points on Georgia is, is saying something. I mean that's that's pretty bad. Now you go to Arkansas, you play South Carolina at home, Presbyterian at home. Then you go LSU, Florida State, both on the road, and and Florida's a three point favorite over. Um, Arkansas this next weekend coming up. I'm I'm taking those three and running. I'm, I'm I wish I could have got it higher than what it is. Opened at four, but Arkansas at home after a bye week they could score points, Jonathan, and their defense is good enough against the Florida type offense to be dominant. They didn't match up well against Auburn because Auburn ran the ball. Florida cannot run the football. They cannot throw the football. They're not going to score many points on the road at Arkansas. Would you agree with that? I mean, I'm just sick of seeing Florida over here. And, and hell, Tennessee may – if Tennessee can figure out how to beat a team that was terrible, they may sneak into this SEC championship. But Florida is just so far has not beaten a ranked opponent yet. They have their best wins against Kentucky, and and people have them up in the top ten. I just don't understand it. I, I can't get it. No, neither do I. They're not a top ten team. I mean, yeah, I, me – I have three two-loss teams in the top ten. And I think, honestly, if you look at them, Wisconsin, Auburn, LSU. LSU's two losses are to Wisconsin and Auburn. Auburn's two losses are A&M and Clemson. Wisconsin's two losses are Ohio State and Michigan. It's not like, oh, well, they played, uh, you know, they got blown out. Wisconsin lost by a touchdown in each of their games. Auburn lost by six and 15. LSU lost by two and five. Like, these are really good teams. They're much better than Florida. They've played better teams than Florida. They've beaten better teams in my eyes than Florida. Yeah. I, I, I don't understand the Florida love right now. I think Florida's atrocious. Um, yeah, I mean, do I understand why Ohio State, I have them at number seven. Do I understand why they're a top six team? Yes, I don't think they should be yeah. at A&M. Um, because here, here's my I thing. I get it. Does this not look like 2007? Remember 2007 when LSU with two losses won the title, and you're looking at it and you're like, wow, this is kind of a mess. I mean, we have four, I would say, clear-cut playoff teams right now. Probably, you know, and I, I said it, we have another six, 
second-tier teams that are lo- are outside looking in, but definitely could be the playoff teams. But after that, it's just a, it's a mess. I mean, there's a lot of parity. I think there's just a lot of mm-hmm. good teams, not great teams out there. Um, teams that are getting it done, but their schedules are weak, but maybe the schedules really aren't weak. You know, maybe it's just everybody's eating each other this year. Like, everybody ate each other in 07. This yeah. is a one of the strangest years of college football I've seen. Well, well, this is – in the SEC West is something special right now. You you have four teams that can win the championship and go to the playoff possibly still, LSU, Auburn, A&M, and Alabama. And here's Florida has not played any West opponent yet, none, zero. And here's Auburn's schedule. Just And I found out that Ole Miss would be a 10-point favorite in neutral site over Florida. Auburn would be 14-and-a-half in a neutral site. Alabama 17-and-a-half over Florida in a neutral site, so just so you know that. Uh, Clemson, Auburn played them to open up the season. They played A&M in the first. So two of their first three games are against top ten teams right there. LSU won that one in the West. At Mississippi State, blew them out. Arkansas humiliated them ranked. Uh, Ole Miss, at Ole Miss won. Florida has no wins compared to even Mississippi State, I, I would say they don't even they don't even have one like that. LSU, do you honestly think Florida can beat LSU? There's not a chance in hell of it happening. And I'm I'm even going with Arkansas because I think the West is so much more, uh, just so much better. Tennessee, unfortunately, they played the top two teams in the West in the record with Bama and A and M. And, yeah, they, they got beat up and everything, and now they lost to South Carolina. Well, Florida has had an easy, easy, easy schedule. If if that game had taken place, uh, the LSU game, we wouldn't be sitting here talking about Florida as the top ten team. It's just they're lucky again. A hurricane came and saved them. But Florida is not the only problem I have, but I've watched them. They have a good defense against these offenses that they played. They haven't played an offense besides Tennessee, and Tennessee put up 38 on them. I mean, that's the the only team with any kind of offense that they've had, Jonathan. I mean, it's just – I'm just tired of hearing – it's just like Nebraska. Yeah, they're, I knew – I put that post yesterday. It wouldn't be surprised if Nebraska beat Wisconsin because of the style they play. Now, now tell me how Nebraska is going to do at Ohio State this weekend with speed and, and a dynamic quarterback. Nebraska's going to get run off the field, Jonathan. That's all it, as simple as that. They're gone. I don't agree Florida's going to be gone. Oh, I do. I mean, that's just what I'm seeing, you know. I mean, Northwestern uh, doesn't have speed. I'm, I know, but I just think Ohio State's due for a good one. And I think Nebraska physically got beat up yesterday mm-hmm. against Wisconsin. Right. And I just think it's, there's a difference when you're playing Wisconsin and Ohio State, I think. There's a there's a different kind of – you can kind of lock in. You know what Wisconsin's going to do. They're going to bring the big men in. They're going to run power football. Well, Ohio State's going to spread you out. They're going to run the zone read. They're going to try to get you in space. And that's where Nebraska doesn't match up well. But anyway, it's, it's just Florida is number nine in the coaches' poll and number ten in the AP poll. When the committee comes out tomorrow or Tuesday night, Jonathan, I do look for Auburn to be in the top ten, probably number nine or eight. I don't think Florida's going to be in the top ten because the committee's going to do what we're sitting here doing. We're human beings. We're logical. We look at, okay, Florida, who have you beaten? I don't see it. I don't see who you've beaten, who you played. Okay, 
I mean, there's nobody there. Kentucky was early in the season. Now Kentucky's finally hit a new level. You can't really reward Florida and Clemson for what they did. Clemson beat Auburn early in the season, but you can't really say that was a great win because Auburn was playing pathetic at that time of the year. And then they cut it up and they turned it on. But do you think Florida, first question, do you think Nebraska and Florida will be in the top ten with the committee's poll coming out this weekend? Or Tuesday, I'm sorry. Uh, I do not. I, I think the poll that I put out is going to be closer to what uh, the committee is going to go too. with than what the AP went with. Um, you know, I have Nebraska at 11 um, because I think once you get past the top 10, it really is a cluster. Um, you know, uh, you have Nebraska, the four teams in the Big 12, uh, Western Michigan, who, uh, you know, I, I said it, everybody I have, I have Western Michigan at 15. Everybody I have them ahead of, and everybody I have them in the same tier of, I think they can beat, honestly. I think they can beat Baylor and Nebraska and teams like that, you know. But it, it's going to be, it, it, you know, I, I, I honestly, I think if you're not in the top ten of this playoffs, you might as well just kiss it goodbye. I know they're like, well, there's still a chance. And here's my thing, though. If you're not a top ten team, I, I honestly, I don't, I, I, from what we've seen this year, I don't think you're honestly good enough. You know, if one of these teams outside of my top ten uh, makes it into the playoffs, I think they're going to be double-digit underdogs, and I think they're going to get smoked. I'm going to be completely honest about that. The the, the Big 12 effectively got eliminated yesterday with their two undefeated to get knocked out. There's no <laughs> doubt about that. The Pac-12 is really hanging on by Washington, who played a tough game, was able to come out and survive with their quarterback's worst performance of the year. But that's a team where if Washington loses, I don't know if they make the playoffs. So, you know, it's really the ACC champ, like we've been saying, SEC, Big Ten, and ACC champ are kind of locked in right now. You know, and Clemson's pretty much a lock. Their schedule got, gets really easy after this. Alabama still has yeah. two miserable games, miserable games left. Washington's schedule is interesting. We'll see how they handle it. Obviously, the game of the year, everybody's circled right now because it's the most important Apple Cup since maybe 1990 when Washington won the title. Um, but, you know, outside of that, I mean, A&M, Louisville, Ohio State, Wisconsin, Auburn, LSU, I think they all still have outside shots of making the playoffs as the four seed. Anybody past that? No. No, 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 no. no. no not even close. And that's why maybe Florida's up there, you know, like, but they really don't have a shot. Even if they make it, they can't beat uh, LSU, Auburn, or Alabama. There's, there's just no way. And, and I think you're right. The top ten tomorrow night comes out. If you're not in that now, you're probably not going to make that big of a push unless you're at 11 or something. And then, you know, but Nebraska, the, you know, the, 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 the Pac-12, like you said, if Washington loses, the Pac-12 is eliminated, and I'll tell you why. I mean, it's just not a good conference this year from top to bottom. There's nobody, and I mean nobody besides Washington, really, that people respect. And it'd be different if Southern Cal was a top-ten team, a big name, UCLA. But, no, there's a Utah team that's pesky, but they're not that good. I've watched them play. Um, They're not great, but they don't have the names up there. Where Clemson right now, they have Florida State still and Louisville that's keeping that conference up, North Carolina, teams like that, the SEC with Bama, Auburn, A&M, LSU, Florida, 
they could get two teams in, the Big Ten with Michigan, Ohio State, and even Wisconsin. But there's just not enough power. Big 12, I'm not even talking about them anymore. They're they're done, okay? They're, we're not even – there's no way in hell they could make it in. Oklahoma with two losses. Yeah, guess what? Your two losses came out of conference. You can run those, that table in conference, but there's no forgiveness for losing both games by double digits. What was the score of that Ohio State-Clemson game – or Ohio State-Oklahoma game? Do you remember? Was it – it was 30 – 45-24. Yeah, you get beat at home by 21 yeah. – Okay, you lose by 21 points at home, and then you beat you beat Houston, or you lose to Houston by 10 points, I believe it was, or was it more than that? Yeah, 33-23. Yeah, okay, double-digit losses. Your conference sucks, and you're out of it. But I think if Washington loses, and I don't see them losing to Southern Cal at home, but you never know. Week to week, things change. But that Apple Cup, could be very, very interesting, man. Seriously. If Washington State upsets Washington, they're done. It, they're out of the playoff, and it's going to give the, – the committee's going to want a, a Louisville team in there. They're going to want a one-loss A&M team in there. They're going to want a one-loss Michigan team in there. That's who carries the weight right now. Those three conferences, by far, are the top in the nation and the – Jason, I saw you hit it. If you want to talk about this, you hit number one. But there, there's no, there's no way the Pac-12 can absorb a loss, a one-loss team, Jonathan. Not with the schedule they played. You gotta. I'm sorry, it's just not going to happen. And Jason's right here to see what he thinks about his Pac-12 and, and Washington. I know, I know, Jason. You think Washington's going to lose to Southern Cal, don't you? Yeah, I, I, I think that they will lose. Against Southern Macau. Um, I'll watch Southern Macau this week. Oregon plays them this week. But I think USC right <laughs> now, besides record, I, I think USC's the best Pac-12 team besides record in the one. I, I like Washington. They're the second team right now playing right now regardless of record. But USC's hot ever since the, they switched the quarterback. So, so you think USC can go into Washington and and pull this upset off? They're unranked. Southern Cal, I believe, they're unranked yeah. right now. They're not even getting any love. You think they're hot enough to beat Washington? Uh, I think they can. Like, like I said, I'll have a more definitive answer after this weekend. Well, what do you think about the Big 12, Jason? I mean – um, they their two undefeateds went down this weekend. Oklahoma's at the top of that. If Oklahoma wins out, runs the table, goes undefeated in the in the Big Twelve, do they make it to the playoff? I say there's not a chance. But no, know what there's, you think. there's not a chance. I, I agree with you. What you said it's ACC, Big Ten, SEC, and after that, this conference that I haven't mentioned, there's a big drop off. There's and it's not a little drop-off. It's a big drop-off. Um, the big trouble forgot to send a note out to Texas and Oklahoma State. Hey, this is our only two undefeated teams. Please <laughs> don't beat them. Because no one's going to want them in the um, playoff. Well, Jason, you've been real high on Auburn the last few weeks. 
Tell me what you think about the Auburn Tigers playing right now from a Pac-12 perspective out there in Oregon. What do you think this Auburn team looks like? You, you said they were a top-10 team. I agree with you, but why do you like them so much? I like them because they really remind me of that 2013 team led by Trey Mason running the ball. Um, they um, they have a running back that I can't remember his name, but he's been running the Pet ball Ray. really good. Yeah, Pat Ray, 240 yards last night against Ole Miss. And I know everybody's on Alabama, but it's a rivalry game. Throw out the record books. And... Um, it's it's going to be a good iron ball. So you think Auburn's a top ten team tomorrow night or Tuesday night when the poll comes out? Oh yeah, oh yeah. Um, I I told my fiance two things: don't be surprised if Alabama's not number one, and don't be surprised if Auburn is a top ten team, and a slight chance if LSU is. Slight chance. Yeah. Well, so Alabama, you think there's a chance Alabama may not be number one? Why would you say that? And who would be number one? I think Michigan would be number one. I'd say Alabama's not number one because they have a bye week and whatnot. Well, I mean, Michigan's had a bye week too. I know they, but they played Michigan State. Yeah, and they barely won. They barely yeah, they, 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 they didn't look too good. Jonathan, yeah. I would be surprised, John. Jonathan, I'd be surprised if Alabama wasn't unanimously number one in every committee's vote right now because uh, I just – I mean, Michigan beat Wisconsin by seven, but that's the only ranked team they played this year. Alabama's schedule has been brutal, Jonathan. I think they're easily the number one team right now. Well – well, hold on now. Michigan's played actually three ring teams. Um, they beat Wisconsin Ooh. by seven. They, Penn State, number 20, they smashed them. Colorado, oh, number God. 21, they beat them. Well, hold on now, though. Here, here's, the, here's the weird thing. Penn State can still finish 10-2. and two. If you look at their schedule, you, you sit there and go, wait a minute. Penn State has a shot of, of being 10-2 at the end of the year. Um, Colorado could be in the Pac-12 championship game. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. those are the, you can't discredit those. Those were actually two good wins. I know they they looked really good against Michigan State for a half, and then the, the second half started and Michigan just shut down. It was that was a weird game. But, Vegas, I mean, this Vegas shut them down. <laughs> hey, you know, I mean, I know, but um, yeah, I mean, Michigan's a bit. It, honestly, though, I looked at it last night and I was debating. I'm like, all right, so Washington's going to be the four seed. Uh, if you look at their schedule, you're like, how good has it really been? You beat Utah and two. Um, you look at Michigan, and they, I think they have three good. I think they have three quality wins. You look at Alabama, you beat A and M, and then what? Is it Ole Miss, Tennessee. Um, you know, are those quality wins? Is USC a quality yeah. win? I mean, that that's debatable. That 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 can that that can be debated because the team that I think can have the outside shot of being the number one team. It's Clemson. You beat Auburn on the road. You beat Florida State on the road. You beat mm-hmm. Louisville. I mean, those are three quality wins. No matter how, you know, oh, they were tight games. They could have lost that's... all three of them, but they didn't. Now, now here's the deal. Now, guys, you, Jonathan, you made a great point. You made a better better argument than Jason did about Michigan. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Clemson. I mean, but but I mean, I'm I'm not taking away 
anything from Michigan except I just don't think they played anybody. And, and you guys disagree with me, and that's fine. But great points about Jason made the points, you know, playing Colorado and everything like that. Yeah, Penn State could be 10-2. and two, But, Jonathan, that Clemson road wins at Auburn, at Florida State, and then beating the only team to beat Louisville, which, yeah, they they played at their competition some week. But I think the committee's smart enough to realize that Louisville is the real deal. I mean, it's kind of hard to, to play every mm-hmm. week and beat people by 50. Mm-hmm. It's, it's hard to beat people by 50 points every mm-hmm. week. But mm-hmm. I still think Alabama's going to be number one. I think Clemson's going to be number two. I think Michigan's going to be number three. And here's the deal with, with Washington. If they don't have them in the top four tomorrow night, you got to watch out because what they're saying mm-hmm. is they haven't done anything to be in that top four. And really looking at the rest of their schedule, they don't play really a, a terrible schedule. So would you be surprised, Jonathan, if, if Washington wasn't number four tomorrow night? They almost have to be. I'd be stunned. I, I, I'd be floored. <laughs> If that were to happen, mm-hmm. if that were to happen, I'd go, well, hey, look, guys, the committee's being stupid again. Everybody look at and point and laugh at the dumb committee because, look, man, Washington's number four in my eyes. This is actually, you know, everybody's going, well, what about the Arizona game? Okay, look, man, it was on the road. It was a look-ahead yeah. spot. We get it. It happened. All right, what about Utah? On the road at Utah, a team that's 7-2 and two and has just found a way to mm-hmm. beat people in ugly ways. I mean, you know, Washington has – Smoked the the two teams that they put the that they uh, that they have smoked everybody but those two teams. Those are both road games. You know you gotta you you have to treat road games a little differently than you would home games. That's why you know you look at Auburn. People are like, well, Auburn's a good team, no doubt about it. But people still look at them and go, yeah, but they lost those two games at home. You know, and that, that's what, you know, mm-hmm. obviously it's a different Auburn team. There's no doubt about that. I'm not arguing that, but people look at that. They're like, man, they lost those two games at home. You know, you, you, it, it, that's going to factor into some of these decisions. You know, if you put A&M up there, who A&M got crock-potted against Alabama, and, I mean, should they have beaten Tennessee? You know you know, people are still looking at the game going, ooh, that's bad. A&M, ooh, that's bad. Especially now that Tennessee yeah. lost to South Carolina. And you look at Louisville mm-hmm. and you're like, hey, guys, so um, you smashed Florida State. Congratulations. Your season didn't end there. Oh, you lost that tough one to Clemson. Yeah, you know, that was a great game. What are you doing against Duke and Virginia? Like, what What are you doing? Yeah. It's not – Yeah, that's why one. I couldn't put them in there. I couldn't put Louisville in there until – Now, now here's a scenario. Has Florida State not lost to – was it North Carolina? Just say Florida State hadn't lost to North Carolina. There's a possibility that Louisville could be at number four right now by that win against Florida State the way they beat them. But Florida State, um, I just don't think they – I just think that loss hurt Louisville more than it helped them in Houston sucking the way they have. I think the committee can look in the future and say, eh, Louisville can win, run the table, but they haven't impressed me yet. You know, they just haven't really – they had that one game against Florida State. Other than that, really, against somebody you can't – that's all they have to hang their hat on Washington – Again, they beat a terrible Stanford team. Terrible, terrible Stanford team. They beat a bad defensive Oregon team. They mm-hmm. barely survive Arizona on the road. They barely beat Utah. I mean, 
I just say there's somebody probably at fifth that's probably better than Washington, but or at fourth that that should be there ahead of Washington because they're in a major conference and they're undefeated. I think I think they'll probably get the nod, but I I think if you put Auburn and Washington up against each other, Jonathan, I think Auburn wipes the floor with them. I honestly do, and, and I, I think the committee's going to put them at. I don't care where. Let's put them in Japan for all yeah, I give a damn. But, uh, you see, if it's in Auburn, I think I think there's there's a that you know there's an argument Auburn wins that game. You put the game in Washington, mm, you put the game in a neutral site. Mm, yeah, mm, I, mm. I'm telling y'all, Washington is a good team. I know yesterday was not their best. That was the worst performance that they've had from their quarterback this year, and they still won. Yeah, but it was against the, against it was the against, Utah uh, team that just don't uh, lose. Yeah, as ugly as they sucks. play, they're not losing. I won't yeah, but here's the thing though. It's like Utah's played a better schedule than Florida. Utah's seven and two. Yeah, they have had a better schedule in Florida. So is Lamar, so is uh Citadel. Uh, I mean uh, Florida I mean sucks. I could make an argument though that there's a there's teams out there that have played tougher schedules than A and M that don't look as yeah. good. Oh there are. I could make an argument there that there's teams that have played much better schedules than Louisville. And Louis, here's the, here's my difference between Washington and Louisville. Louisville got Duke and Virginia, and the Duke game was a home game. Let's remember that. So you had Duke and Virginia, and you probably should have lost both of them. <laughs> mm-hmm. Washington plays somebody like that, and they're kicking their teeth in. They mm-hmm. played Stanford yeah. and kicked Stanford's teeth in. They played Oregon and kicked their teeth in. They played Rutgers mm-hmm. and kicked their teeth in. Washington and Michigan are doing two are doing one thing in common that you gotta love. When they're playing an inferior opponent, they be, they bash their brains in except, and say, "Wait till we play somebody." Michigan against Michigan State. Well, yeah, Michigan but you know State. how that is. It's a rivalry game. It's a rivalry. Yeah. Game. Throw the records out. Throw them out. Mm-hmm. Throw them mm-hmm. out. You know that. Throw them out. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. If the committee somehow wakes up. And they put Washington at five or something. But there's a good chance that I don't know. I just think it's. I think they're going to be four. I think Michigan's going to be three. Clemson could be one, like you guys said. I mean, if if Clemson's number one, I can live with it because they have went on the road and beaten some real good teams. Alabama played USC in a neutral site. Okay, neutral site. They haven't appeared to be good. They weren't good at the first of the year. They beat Ole Miss. Uh, 45-40, whatever it was. They beat A&M pretty good. They beat Tennessee real good. But I just think the perception, everybody in the country has Alabama, like 69 of the 71st place votes. I don't think the committee has the stones to put it, uh, to put Alabama number two right now. And it's oh, and hey, it's because of – go ahead. Is Ole Miss a good win now? Is that still a good win? I want to say it like is. A, I'm gonna say are, it are is. We sure me, is. Is, are we sure they're good? Are we sure? Good win. Is Ole Miss good enough just to lose? Ole Miss is a tough, a tough game, and they've been. And the reason I'm saying that is they've been beating the crap out of everybody just about at halftime. They were up, they were up three touchdowns on Florida State. They were up three touchdowns on Bama. They were, they were blowing out. They were up on Arkansas. They were tied with LSU a half up up two on Auburn. But yeah, they I mean they've been in games 
Are they the best four-quarter team? No. But can they beat you on any day? Yes. Uh, I but still think haven't. it's uh, you, they've had five yeah, games but, I mean, to in the games they played. Is Ole, Ole Miss is no yeah. better than Arkansas. They are no better than Arkansas. Okay, they're good enough to hang around, but you know well, you're going Well, it's not a good win anymore. Well, I mean, it's, let's take that one well, out. When it's you not can a get up, anymore. when you can get up three touchdowns on great teams, and and, and even though they come back. You, but you still got to be good to be able to get to that point. You don't get up three touchdowns on Alabama by being just an average team. I mean, you know, you don't get up three touchdowns on Florida State to start the year out without being a pretty good team. Yeah. Well, hold they, on now. They've got some problems on the defensive side of the ball. Florida, Florida State's been down double digits in five games this year. Let's hold off on getting up on Florida State being worth anything. Yeah, but three touchdowns a lot to get up on somebody. Three. And, and I'm not lost. saying that Ole Miss should make the playoff. I'm just saying well, that Ole Miss is, I don't think they're a quality to, to win me, is a quality win. In the committee's I, eyes, I, I think they, they are. Because then, then Kentucky's the a quality eyes. win because they have a better record. Tony, Johnson, look at the talent on that field of Ole Miss. Look at the offensive receiver, 6'4". Got the best tight end probably in the game. And a quarterback that can throw all over the place that's going to be in the NFL. You beat Ole Miss on the road, you've done something. I mean, it's not like it's not like you beat Vanderbilt or Kentucky or Missouri. What do you think, Jason? I mean, Ole Miss, yeah, they've lost five games. They're three and five right now. Their five losses have all come to, to ranked opponents for the most part, except Arkansas now is not ranked because Auburn beat them by 53. But what do you think? All I'm saying, if you say that Ole Miss is a good win, Oh, bad win. Um, if you say Ole Miss is a bad win, you gotta say Tennessee is a bad win. Um, what now? Um, is is Ole Miss a good win? Right now, no. They they're four lost team, four five lost team. Five loss. Yeah. Five loss. Five lost team. But but when Alabama beat them, when Alabama beat Ole Miss. How far do you go, I guess, is what we're trying to say. How far? To last night, Ole Miss was a good win for me. I promise you. I loved it. Uh, when 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 Alabama was playing them and they were a one-loss team, that was a good win at the time. So how does the committee view it, Jonathan? Do they do they look at Auburn last night as impressed with that 11-point win over Ole Miss on the road, or are they like, well, Ole Miss sucks. So I'm not giving Alabama credit for it. Because Ole Miss is really not that good. Actually, we're going to penalize Alabama because they almost lost to this five-loss team. It's interesting. That's why I think Jason has a point that Alabama might not be the number one team. Because you look at their schedule, and now you just sit back and go, so you beat the dirt off of USC, but we're not sure if they're actually good. You you were down 21 to uh, Ole Miss, came back and won that game, but we're not sure if they're good. You smoke Tennessee. We're not sure if they're good. You smoke Kentucky. We don't think they're good. You, you, you took care of business against A and M, but we're not positive A and M's actually that good. Like we're not sure they're a top. Well, A and M. We saw them against Tennessee. No, we saw A and M against Tennessee. We're not sure. We're not sure A and M really that good. A and M was up in that game in the third quarter too on Alabama on the road. Well, yeah, I mean. And Alabama's done a good job of playing second-half football. 
I mean, that, that's that's been their recipe. So, you know, if you, I think if you look at Alabama's uh, schedule, you're coming away going, damn, maybe it really isn't as good as we thought it was. And I think that's the only thing that's you possible. can look back on and say maybe Clemson has a shot at this. Hey, I wouldn't mind it. And I'm telling you that for everybody that, that thinks that Alabama is just going to kill Auburn, uh, just because they're Alabama, man, I'm, I'm looking at it the way you guys are. And when you start looking at it like that, and you're like, wow, is Alabama really impressive? I mean, they can't throw the ball down the field. Um, their best secondary guys out for the rest of the year. Their best special teams players out for the rest of the year. And now their toughest games are ahead of them. Um, mm, that's, a, that's a good point because Alabama's only, Jonathan, a seven-point favorite over Alabama, or Alabama's only a seven-point favorite over LSU. That speaks volumes mm-hmm. to me, because mm-hmm. because everybody in the country thinks that Alabama's the number one team. Perceptions, everything. Vegas could easily put that line at ten and get the same action. So why did they put it at seven? Mm-hmm. I mean, and that tells you a lot. That that's them saying LSU at home is 10 points better than A&M and Tuscaloosa. Remember, that line was, what, 17, closed at right around 19-20? You know, I, 18 I mean, and a half, I, yeah. 18 and a half, yeah. So, I, I think, you know, they're – again, are we sure a that good if LSU is, according to Vegas, at least 10 points better? Uh, you know, I, I, think, I think it's interesting. And, you know, everybody talks about Alabama's defense, and Alabama has the best defense in the country. I disagree wholeheartedly. I really disagree with that. You can throw on the secondary. That has been proven. There's no doubt about that. If you have a mobile quarterback, you can get loose and get up after him. Trevor Knight was able to use his legs some in that game. Um, you know, people are like, well, look at all the defensive touchdowns. Okay. The 2009 New Orleans Saints had 10 defensive touchdowns that year they went to the Super Bowl. was not even close to being the best defense I've ever seen. They're not even in the discussion of the top 10 defense in the past decade. All right, not even close, but because they score, people thought they were good. Just because you're opportunistic does not mean you're great. And Alabama's very opportunistic. I don't think they're a great defense. I don't. I think this is a good defense. It's not a great one. Offensively, they have issues. Do you, do you, do you, still, think, do you still think Auburn's defense is better? Yes, I do. Mm-hmm. I think Auburn still uh, has one of the best defenses in the country. I think Auburn has the best defense in the SEC. Now, obviously, that's going to be tested when I watch LSU this week. LSU playing Alabama this week is going to tell me a lot about LSU's defense. I think LSU and Auburn have the two best defenses in the SEC right now. I really do. And I, I, See, I'm, I'm I think at LSU's corners, LSU's corners are, are unbelievable in their secondary mm-hmm. and their defensive line. And, and you know, the, they have a little list of zero points in the second half. Uh, last week, and that's against some yep. receivers. Alabama doesn't have Ole Miss receivers. It's funny because everybody talks about Alabama's talent, and, and the guys that, that are listening, I, I'm not trying to bash Bama. I still think that they're one of the best teams in the country. I'm just saying they're not – you can't just write this season off and say they're going to win the title. Let me clarify that. But if you look at Alabama, is O.J. Howard good? O.J. Howard's talented. Is he a focal point of the offense? No. The only games that O.J. Howard shows up are games where people forget he exists. He had a big Clemson game. Can you name another big game O.J. Howard's had? No, because he shows up once a season. Uh, you have Calvin Ridley. Calvin Ridley's phenomenal. There's no doubt about that, but he doesn't really have a number two behind him. He doesn't. 
And so as long as you bracket Ridley or you have a shutdown corner on him, you've kind of limited their passing game, not to mention Jalen Hurts has not shown that he's that great of a passer. No. They don't have a bell cow back. Their best rusher is their quarterback this year. They're, you can't argue that. Both Scarborough is talented. We know this. He, he was a five-star recruit for a reason. But Bo Scarborough is no Derrick Henry. He's not even a Mark Ingram. I mean, let, let's, just, let's just look at the facts of this. Alabama's not this unstoppable force. They have two games left. They have to go to LSU, which you know they're going to be fired up for that game. You know they are. Coach O realizes he wins this game, he gets the job the next day. Might even get it. And, and, and LSU and LSU's players are already saying, look, we're going to dominate this team. Yeah. There's something on field that LSU knows that other people don't. Other people be don't physical. know. You don't come out and say that. Yeah. Nobody's been physical with Bama. Be physical. If you go, mm-hmm. man, if you, if you are, see, here's the thing. So Florida State in the 90s, how does Florida State have such an advantage over people? When you, when you walked into Dope Campbell Stadium or when they came onto your field, you were already mentally psyched out of that game because you knew you were going to get hit. You were going to get hit hard and often. Mike Tyson, when he stepped in the ring, had already psyched opponents out. Miami in the 80s psyched people out. Alabama psyched people out. But now they're facing LSU. Who don't give a damn who Alabama is? They're going to play Auburn. Who don't give a damn? They know these guys. You're physical. That's funny. We went to the same high school. I'll tell you how physical you really are. That's what's going to happen. <laughs> Bama has two huge games left. And I'm telling you right now, I think they're going to lose at least one of them. At least mm-hmm. one. So you're I, saying maybe I both. Oh, yeah. That's, that's what was in the realm. Remember, this is a team that we thought right, was going to lose two to three games. Yep. Jason, my, go ahead, my buddy. My question is, for Alabama to win the national title, they will have to face either Auburn, Washington, Michigan, probably – you could argue three out of the top five defenses. Does Alabama's offense move the ball against those defenses? I don't think they can. I don't know. I, I honestly, I, I think Washington's going to give them fits. If you watched Washington yep. yesterday, that secondary is stupid good. Their corners are really talented. Their front seven gets after it. If you watch Michigan, they, I mean – I watched the fourth quarter of that game. I've never seen so many uncalled uh, chokeholds in my life. Michigan State's offensive line was holding because that's all they could do. Michigan's secondary, they got two great corners in Lewis's strip length. They have Jabril Peppers, who's essentially the honey badger. He, I mean, that's, that's pretty much his role, and he's phenomenal at it. I think Alabama, when they, they're going to play, in my eyes, four of the top five de- – really, they'll play three of the top five defenses between now and the playoffs mm-hmm. and make the playoffs. If they make it, LSU, Auburn, and like yeah. you said, either Michigan or Washington, and you're going to watch them lose a game because they're going to play one of those defenses and not be ready. Washington's physical. Michigan's physical. Physical teams. Those are dangerous teams. Alabama defensive line is great. So that D-line's physical. Those linebackers can play physical. Their secondary, not so much. But, but Jonathan, Jonathan, people haven't. Like you said, when they, they, they all of a sudden assume you can't run on Alabama, I guarantee you Auburn thinks they can run on Alabama. And in 2013, they did. But here's the difference, I think, as I'm watching these games unfold. I don't think Alabama can run the football on Auburn. I really don't. I think that those that front seven of Auburn is 
is unrunnable on, really, unless you're just you're loaded. I have questions about Alabama's offensive line. I really do. And I, I think Auburn's getting confidence, and I think LSU's getting confidence. I think Washington's getting confidence. Michigan, I think, I don't know if they'll be able to score on Alabama because their offense is so Big Ten. I don't, I don't, I don't know if they could, but I think you know Washington, LSU, or Auburn could give them fits. I agree. I don't know if Michigan could because I think Ohio State. I don't know if they could, but I think Clemson, Washington, LSU, and Auburn could. I don't think a Big Ten team could beat Alabama. It would take an amazing performance from State. To, to beat Alabama because Michigan relies on smashing off pound the ball. Would that would that be a fun game to watch? I think it would. Mm-hmm. You'd see two teams who are incredibly similar. Uh, you know, the only difference is Alabama's quarterback runs. Uh, you know, I, I think that would be – and, you know, Jabril Peppers would just sit on Hurts the whole game and dare him to take off. That's exactly what would happen. And that would limit Hurts' ability to affect the game with his legs. Yeah, I, I, I'm just – I look at Alabama, and, I, yeah, and that, this just goes to my point that I made earlier. I don't think there's one dominant team. I don't think there's four dominant teams. I think there's a group of very good teams that I think is about ten, and then I think there's a group behind them that's good, and then everybody else is kind of average. I, 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 mm-hmm. That's all I'm really seeing this year, and that's what's made for some mm-hmm. incredibly fun weekends. And I'm not sure gambler because there's been a lot of – what just happened games? <laughs> it's hard to pick these games against a spread right now. It's it's almost impossible. You know, I looked at the Wisconsin-Nebraska game. Wisconsin was laying nine. And my belief was, no, this is a one-possession game. You're giving me free points by, by letting this line climb to nine. You know, that, 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 that was easy. I mean, if you're seeing a game between two good opponents, and if it hits double digits, I think you have to, you, you essentially have to run the other way at this point. I'm taking those points and let's run. Um, you know, this, this past weekend, what we saw was a lot of big road favorites. Michigan on the road, Clemson on the road, Washington on the road, uh, Auburn on the road. These were all – and, you know, in college football, not as much in the NFL, but definitely in college football, home field advantage actually means something. So, as long, you know, when, when you looked at this weekend, you had to go – Okay, I like this one, this one, this one, this one. Wait a minute. My top seven teams that I like are on the road. That's a that's a disaster yeah. waiting for me. And that's kind of what happened. Tennessee on the road. No, sir. Washington didn't cover. Clemson didn't cover. Um, uh, Auburn covered. Baylor, uh, did. Baylor didn't cover. Um, Baylor didn't cover. West Virginia didn't West cover. West Virginia didn't cover. Hey, you know, I mean, it, it, it really – there's a recipe to that. I think home field means more this year than it really has in years past. When years past, you'd see a team like Tennessee going to South Carolina, and if you take away the names, this is a top 15 team against top, you know against a team that has been dreadful this year. Oh, they're only laying 14. They're going to win by 30, and they win by 30. This year, it's very different. I mean, we saw an 18-year-old kid take down Tennessee last night. Granted, it's because they can't stop turning <laughs> the ball over, but that's what happened. An 18-year-old kid stepped hey, in the he quarterback. Went, he, went, he was in the prom. He was in the prom five months ago. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, so I'd I, I love college football this year. And, and but my whole point is I don't think there's a dominant shoe-in team that we've seen in the past. 
And that's, I think, the main difference. And it always seems like, I mean, we've seen it the last two playoffs. Uh, you see uh, the, mm-hmm. the national champion lost a game that we looked back and went, really? I mean, when Ohio State lost Virginia Tech, nobody wanted to put them in the playoffs. Nobody did. Even, well, that was the first game, and they, and they did not deserve it. They did not deserve to make it. They did not deserve that. Won the national title. Um, Alabama lost Ole Miss last year. I don't care. Didn't deserve year. it. Oh, I get that. Alabama lost yeah, Ole Miss last year. Ran it out. Made the made the made the championship game and beat a Clemson team that had run the table. Running the table is not necessarily a recipe for success anymore. It's almost better to take yeah, a loss in September. That uh, Alabama lost to a a team that was in the New Year's Six bowl game compared to Ohio oh, State lost to a team year. that. Yeah, but I'm saying that the Virginia Tech was horrid. They were terrible. Yeah. And they were yeah. in Ohio yeah. State, and they lost. That's, I'm still against that. People ask me, you still think Ohio State didn't deserve it? You're right. You're dead gum right. I, I believe they didn't deserve it. And I'll still stick beside that. But, Jason, let's let's talk about something. You haven't been able to talk about it for a while, but your Oregon Ducks win a football game. I mean, how does it feel to, to get that W? And get that monkey off your back a little bit. It felt great. <laughs> it felt great, and yeah, I was happy. As like I said last night, I I had a great day. I watched my Ducks <laughs> win. I listened to that game on the radio, and at night I saw my rival choke away a twenty-one point lead. Great night. So. Yeah, what what was it with that Washington State game? What was what was going on with Washington State to have them? I saw that. What was it, twenty one to nothing in that game? Or? Yeah, it was the twenty one at just ball game at the halftime, and the first half Washington State just didn't play Cougar football. Um, why not? If Oregon State has one running back, and that's it, they are down to the third string quarterback, and um, yeah, they they just didn't play good. And watching last night, I think the Apple Cup might be a war, a steam war, because the Cougars have twice, two weeks in a row, they have came out slow against Arizona State and Oregon State. So. Yeah, yeah, but and Leach gets cussed out by Grantham after the game for talking about him still inside. I still love that. I still love. Yeah, it. I still love it. Yeah. Here's an well, article um, from Jerry Palm, Jonathan, that, that comes out from CBS. Big 12's playoffs hopes not dead yet. Really? You, you're just trying to get somebody to click on an article for stupidity. Really? Yeah. Well, um, a side and, note. Go ahead, Jason. A side note, um, Oregon's quarterback, Justin Herbert, tied the single game record for Oregon um, yesterday. What taking ten sacks? What? No, I drove for um four hundred and ninety-four yards. Oh, that's pretty good, man. Well, Jason, congratulations to your Ducks. We'll see how they look against Southern Cal next week, and we'll preview that game uh, Wednesday. Take care, buddy. Uh, Jonathan Jimbo Fisher fined twenty thousand dollars for his rant on officials. That's that's not too much. He's making. I mean, I, if I was him, like I said earlier, I would have uh, 
<laughs> gotten a little more uh, verbose, if you will, with my with my rant. But I mean, I'm just glad that he stood up for his team, and he actually he stood up for everybody, every every player and every coach in college football. He stood up and said, "Look, we we get held to a different standard than the officials, and that's crap. They should be held to the same standard as us." Well, here's an update real quick. Green Bay's up 30-26 on the Falcons, going for two. Uh, Carolina's already taken care of business today. Tampa lost. New Orleans won, but Carolina Panthers need this loss real bad for the Falcons, don't they, Jonathan? Uh, yeah, they do. Uh, you know, and, and Green Bay, I, I, you know, you look at the injury report, no Randall Cobb, no Clay Matthews, no Ty Montgomery, and you wonder where the offense is going to come from. Uh just another week with Rodgers finding uh, guys to hit. He, he's done a really good job today. Atlanta's defense has looked pitiful. Um, you know, the, this is a game that's very important to Carolina because the more losses, obviously, Atlanta racks up, the better Carolina's odds are winning that division. Yeah, Carolina looked like the old Carolina from last year at times today. They, they haven't got it all the way back on offense. I think that comes with a rhythm. I think the bye week can hinder that a little bit sometimes, you know, coming off a bye. But that defense for Carolina with eight or nine sacks in that game, that was an assault on, on Carson Palmer. And I think Arizona season's over. I, I, I really do. I, they can't block. They can't protect. But I think Carolina now at two and five, it's a lot better than one and five. It's, I know it sounds crazy, one game, but you go on a three-game winning streak now, all of a sudden after this, you're, you're 500. And, Ten games in with six left. If you're a 500, you've got a chance to make the playoffs, not, unless unless you're probably playing against the Patriots in that division. Because the Patriots looked unstoppable today. They just they just took care of business, took care of Buffalo. Brady 315, four touchdowns. You know, and another thing that gets on my nerves. This is the second time this happened this year. We have a tie. I mean, I'm, I don't want to see ties in the NFL. It's 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 ungodly, it's stupid to sit here and see a tie in a football game, Jonathan. If you play four or five hours and you end up in a tie, nobody wins. That's that's garbage. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I, I think that they're. Uh, I mean, cause look, 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 man. Sunday night we had uh, the tie in that game, the Seattle and Arizona, right? You had I can't remember the Monday night game now. Thursday night was Tennessee and Jacksonville, and then the early morning 9.30 kick over in London was a tie. So you look at that four-game stretch, and then you tell me why NFL ratings are down. We got two ties, Tennessee-Jacksonville, and the Monday night game that I can't, I can't remember. And that, 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 I that think tells it may have had the, the Bears in it. They probably had the Bears in it since they're on Monday Night Football every night. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, I no, mean, yeah Monday, Monday Night Football has sucked. I mean, it has really sucked yeah. this year. I mean, I haven't yeah. – I've watched one game, a little bit of it, Carolina and Tampa, and that was only because I'm a Carolina fan is the only reason I watched that game. That's the only reason. There was no other reason. And the NFL ratings are down because there's just a bad product out there. Now that Brady's back, the ratings for the Patriots games will be higher. Um, mm-hmm. Cam's playing better, and if Carolina can't get going, and, and Winston's still a name out there. If he plays better and they start winning, you'll see it. But right now, the NFL's just a boring – I've been watching politics today. Honestly, after that Carolina game, 
I flipped it over and wanted to hear what was going on with the Hillary scandal going on. And I think a lot of people do that as well. Yeah, I mean, obviously it's a tough time of the year for the NFL because you have to deal with uh, the election. Um, But, I mean, you have a World Series that I think everybody's wanted to watch uh, between the Indians and the Cubs. Whether or not that's going the way everybody hoped is, Inconsequential. Everybody's wanted to see the. Everybody, if you love baseball, you're watching it because you're like, wow, these are two teams. You know, 1948 for the Indians since they've won it, 45 since the Cubs have even been there. You know, I mean, this is pretty cool. Uh, it's different than the Red Sox or the Giants or the Cardinals or the Yankees being there. Um, you know, you, you have college football, which has been so great, and people have been watching. I think, I, I honestly, I've talked to people. What they do is they watch college football all day Saturday, and they get to Sunday, and they're like, oh, I'm footballed out. I'm good. I'm going to go to the beach. I'm going to spend time with the family. Who cares? Um, and, and, you know, and it's like, like you said, though, the product's not good. There's not enough good teams out there where people are like, oh, I, I want to watch my team. You know, I'm a Bucks fan. We're terrible. Oh, my gosh. Oakland set the record for penalties in a game today, and the Bucks still found a way to lose. That stunned me. Um, you know, it, the Bears, terrible. The Browns and the Jets played a game that was horrendous, and the Browns blew a 13-point lead. Jets win. Who cares? The Colts aren't good. The Chiefs really aren't that good. And you start going through the list, you're like, how many good teams right now are there in the NFL? And you're like, there's not that many. It's like the Patriots and then, what, Dallas, Minnesota? And it's like, well, is Minnesota actually that good? We're not sure yeah. right now. The matchups, the matchups are terrible. I mean, and it's not like they're lopsided matchups. They're just not interesting games. Look at that morning. Besides Carolina and Arizona, and maybe Seattle, New Orleans, but that was it, right? I mean, there was no, there were no good games to watch. The Carolina and Arizona was was a rematch, was a rematch of the NFC Championship, and that's it. I mean, the only one o'clock game I was actually interested in was the Patriots game, just because I wanted to see Brady play. That's it. I didn't care about those. And, like, I, I've watched the Panthers and the Cardinals this year. Neither teams look that good. I've watched the Saints and the and, and the uh, and the Seahawks this year. Neither team really looks that good. The Saints have a good record. Are they really that good? No, they just played a 6-6 tie. I mean, come on. You know, so it's, you know I'm like, oh, well, these afternoon games ought to be decent. You're like, is Denver-San Diego actually a good game? Probably not. It, Green Bay-Atlanta, okay, you have my attention. The night game, you're going to have my attention at some, at a little bit just because it's Dallas and Philly. But I'm going to watch the World Series instead. Like, uh, why, why would I, why would I want to really watch Dallas and Philly? But think about it. How much have we talked about NFL this year on our show? And where compared to last year, compared to the year before, how much have we given really to the NFL compared to college football? Oh, God. It's been the, the time that we've allowed has been dwindling. There, I remember there was a show – Couple Sundays, maybe it was last Sunday. We didn't talk about it. <laughs> That's how bad the NFL is. We don't even really care to talk about I, it. I think, I think, I think you told me. You said, you said, Brian, uh, hold on a minute. Can we talk about the NFL for a second? And I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. you're right, Jonathan. Um, but I told Everett we were going to call him tonight. My, you know what pisses me off the most is when you're in a show, and uh, your laptop decides all of a sudden that it's going to be updating for an hour. That makes me just want to grab somebody and choke them. But uh, oh, I can't call anybody good. because because my laptop I can't I can't call anybody right now because I don't have my laptop. 
So once it it's at thirty two percent and that's been about thirty minutes ago, so so we'll see if we make it. But uh yeah, I've unfriended some people, just so you know. On on Facebook. I've unfriended some people here lately on Facebook, um due to politics and due to their attitude just about other people posting on their wall, you know? Like if you put mm-hmm. a comment like if they say they voted and you come and put a post Hey, I voted too, and they delete your comment because they know you don't support them. I've unfriended mm-hmm. some people. Um, have you done that this year yet? Well, I uh, after my last birthday, I dumped everybody that I don't talk to pretty much on a weekly basis off my Facebook, um, which amazingly, when you shrink the number to less than 100, you find out that you actually agree with, you know, you and those people agree with most of your attitudes, beliefs, and values. <laughs> so, you know, like, I got a lot of yeah. family and family friends now, so it's like we all kind of think alike. Like, there's, you know, at this point, the only political discussions that I have where there's uh, both sides is when uh, we're having a discussion with their friends. Um, you know, and it's it's not that I don't, I don't care to have a political discussion with anybody. But I want to make sure the discussions I have at this point are with people who are coming with knowledge of what's really going on. Like, if if you want to support Hillary Clinton, whatever. All right, that's your prerogative. You explain to me why in a a good, lucid way why you're supporting Hillary. Don't just give me some stupid off-the-spout stuff that you heard on CNN last night. That, That doesn't help me. Uh, you know, I, I want to understand yeah. if you actually know why you're voting for somebody, and that's been my biggest thing. Or don't, or don't bash me. Don't bash me because I'm voting for someone, and and also don't don't delete my post off of a group post somewhere because you don't just you don't agree with my comment or something. You know what I mean? It's like it's it's like who the hell do you think you are? Do I need to knock your teeth down your throat to make you understand who I am? Because well. I mean, I could do that, but I don't want to. I'm, I try to be civil, but people don't realize the ass whipping that could come to them if they don't just watch themselves. I'm not the nicest person in the world. Well, I, you know, so here's a good one for you. So the, Donald Trump had a rally in Tampa, right? Bobby Bowden introduced him. That divided the Florida State fan base for a good six hours. I mean, it was very divisive. It got kind of ugly at certain points. And there was a group of us that essentially said, whoa, 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 hold on. Wait a minute. A, what are y'all doing? Like, we're not going to have this I hate you, you know, Sunday through Friday, but we're best friends on Saturday. I, either, either we're on good terms or we're not. You know, I mean, that, that's a problem that you find in every fan base, obviously, is there's a group where you're like, okay, you guys need to go away. We're not putting up with you. But we, when we all came, we were like, whoa, 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 okay, whether or not you agree with Bobby, respect the man's choice, respect his opinion. You know, we, we don't yeah. personally, you know, a lot of us don't personally know Bobby about it. Right? So we don't have a right to just bash him just because he, he, uh, he decided that he's going to put his vote behind Donald Trump. You don't do that, and then you don't attack other people in your fan base. So you don't agree with them on everything but this. No, no, stop. I get it. It's been ugly. It's been divisive. But, you know, it, it takes a group of us to just sit there and go, guys, are we not all Americans at the end of the day? Can we not just stop this nonsense and go, wait a minute, we need to be good yeah, people to some people, for five seconds. Yeah, people are too stupid, just so you know. 
they can't be. It's their way or the highway, and they're. I don't even want to curse anymore. I've already said it, but let's call Big E. I've got to be. I got to give Big E some props for, you know, some of the games he picked this weekend. And uh, I told him my lock of the year was Missouri, and they get shellacked by Kentucky. So we'll see what Big E. I got to give him some credit, man. Mm-hmm. I told him I called him the other night during the show, and he he's like nobody called me. Let's see if he'll answer the phone this time. Big E, are you there? I'm trying to dial it. It's uh, maybe it's because I'm on this phone. It won't let me. But you know, uh oh, I I hear a ringtone. Hello. War Eagle. Roll Tide. <laughs> What's up, Big E? I was, just, I was just talking about you to Jonathan here. I said I had to call you and give you props on, on your picks this week, and I had to apologize for my Missouri lock of the week there. So congratulations. <laughs> uh, I'm glad I didn't I'm, I'm glad I didn't bet those two steak dinners with you. I already owe, I owe Everett a, a steak dinner, and he wanted to go double or nothing with me, and I'm glad I didn't. Because no, 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 no. You said du- you said double or nothing. I didn't say nothing about it. You called me wanting to. <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I, I wasn't trying to beat the kick the horse while it was down. <laughs> Man, but I'm, I was, I think nine and zero in my locks this year, and well, I felt real good about that Missouri game. I looked up, it was twenty one to nothing. I called Everett, and I was like, "Shut up, man." Just shut up. He's like, what? You called me. I'm like, shut up. I know what you're thinking. I know what you're thinking. But, uh, <laughs> but Everett, I, I'm looking at I was the so confident. Right I'm, wait, wait. I, I was so confident I wasn't even watching the game, the Kentucky game. I wasn't yeah, even watching it. And then the Georgia game, I picked Georgia. Everett's like, no, 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 no. It's Florida, man. And, and Georgia, I mean, Everett actually likes Georgia. He's. He's not like a Georgia fan, but he he likes watching Georgia play. He used to be living Georgia, so he told me Florida. I disagreed with him. I lost that one too. We did both agree that Auburn would beat Ole Miss, so we I did I did listen to him on that one. Uh, but Everett, looking at the top ten today out of the AP, I don't know if you saw it, but Nebraska I think still ranked in there. Florida's up there. What do you think of Florida right now? The best wins against Kentucky. Um, they play uh, Arkansas on the road this Saturday. I think Arkansas beats Florida in Arkansas. Give me your scoop on that game real quick. I, well, I, I think you said that Florida would lose two. I think they'll lose at least one. I don't think they'll beat OSU. Uh, I don't think they're a top-ten team. Uh, I think I think Auburn is a top-ten team. Even even if they finish 9-3, and three, I still think Auburn's a top-ten team. If Nebraska's a top ten team, uh, and Wisconsin's a two loss top ten team, then I think Auburn's better than both of them. I mean, I don't think neither one of them could stop Auburn. And as bad as that pain to say being an Alabama fan. Uh well, I don't know. I'm I'm not gonna base what L S U does against Alabama unless they win. If if they if they get beat Against Bama, I'm going to base what they do against Texas A&M as to whether they're a top ten, nine and three team. Because yeah, they're going to have to have help. I mean, I don't think they can just line up and run the ball at Alabama the way they did OSU. And 
their quarterback is moderately mobile, but not he's not Deshaun Watson or anybody like that. So if he tries to stand back there, if they try to stand him in the pocket, he will be a target against Bama. So well, I, I'm going to base what they do. That. I'm going to ask you, the committee's coming out tomorrow night. The committee's coming out Tuesday night. They're going to come out with their poll. Would it surprise you if Alabama's not the number one team? Yes. I've yes. had some arguments. Jonathan's made some arguments. Jason earlier made some arguments about Clemson being beating Auburn on the road, beating Florida State on the road, beating Louisville. I mean, I could see if Clemson was number one, but I hate, Jason said Michigan could be number one. No. I just don't think Michigan's got the strength has, of schedule has Michigan, that Alabama's Has had. Michigan even left – have they even left the state of Michigan this year playing a game? Ooh, Once maybe? I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't think, think so. I don't, I, don't, I think they have one time. I think they played one road game. I think it was against was it Rutgers? They beat seventy eight. That's right. It was Rutgers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Ruth Chris steak dinner game here, where Harbaugh got yeah. a free dinner with a glass of milk. Yeah. Apparently, they don't teach spelling at Michigan either. So. Oh yeah. What was that? What was he trying to spell with a K on the end of it? What was it? Uh, fact with a T. Yeah, but he started with a K. Uh, people people talk about people talk about us being rednecks, but they taught me how to spell in high school. So I don't know what any Yankees got over me. If that's the way they teach spelling up there, uh, Michigan, no, definitely not. Clemson, I could see it, but uh, I mean, look look at look at what Clemson's done. They struggled against Florida State, and Louisville beat. The total crap out of Florida State. Now, I don't know what your argument is when you get sixty-three to twenty. Uh, you didn't expect them to be that good. I don't know. You didn't prepare. I, I don't know. You're supposed to be preparing for every ball game to win every ball game, but you're not supposed to be preparing to go out there and get your ears beat off your head. But they struggled. Uh, they should have got beat by NC State. Uh, can you name one game on Bama's schedule when they should have got beat? There's, there's not a game. I mean, yeah. even down to oh, no, no, and I'll tell you why. Ole Miss, uh, Ole Miss was close, but it was 18 points, and we gave him the football back to let him piss one in the end zone from 50 yards out. But <laughs> down 21, I was not worried because I know Ole Miss can't run the football, and you can't line up and be one dimensional against us. You you've got to be able to do both. You can't do it. You can't if if you, if if Alabama makes you one dimensional, you're in trouble. Even if you've got the lead, you're in trouble. It's a, it's a it's like quicksand. You, you you might have a false sense of security, but if at some point in time, if you can't run it, you're going to be in trouble. And it was just a matter of time till you know what, what was it? 18 points in the fourth quarter with. Five minutes yeah. to go, and we let them we let them back within a, a score. But mm-hmm. you know, I mean that that well, game that game wasn't as close as it appeared. The score appeared to be. I mean, NC State was kicking a field goal to beat Clemson. I mean, a chip shot, forty yards, thirty five yards. I mean, they were kicking a field goal to beat Clemson. And I'll tell you, and I'll tell you this, this Everett. Last night playing Ole Miss, I didn't worry as much like you said because. 
Ole Miss couldn't run the football. They could throw, but they couldn't run if you can't win. But what do you think yep. about – what was that question we were talking about earlier? Is Ole Miss still considered – and Jonathan asked this. And, and I still say yes because of talent on the team, uh, who they've played. Is Ole Miss still considered a quality win? I say yes. Maybe uh, I'm crazy, but I still think I... I don't know. That's a hard question to answer because you don't know what their spirit is. I mean, you know, we 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 had them beat pretty good and let them back close, but you know, LSU broke their spirit. Y'all broke their spirit. You know, I mean, Arkansas broke their spirit. I I don't know. Everybody's broken their spirit. Exactly. I don't know. I don't know what kind of you know. It's going to take a lot of heart and it's going to take some good coaching to make that football team play down the stretch because. You know, from a player standpoint, I mean, I, I never had it happen that many games in a row. But you know, when you lose a game that you're supposed to win by whatever means, whether it's fluke, whether it's you you just didn't play well, it happened to me twice. Just one game. Now, just one game. My junior year, a kid kicked a 50-yard field goal to beat us three to nothing at home. And my senior year, we turned the football over four times inside the 20, six times in the, inside the 30. And I bet we didn't turn it over ten times all year and got beaten in the playoffs after we outgained the other team by 250 yards. That just tears you apart. I mean, it, it tears you apart mentally inside to lose a game that you know you should have won. And... I'm not going to say they should have won any of those games, but but going into the game, they thought they should win them. You know what I'm saying? I mean, they beat Alabama twice. You know, they're thinking, we got their number. We can beat them. Okay, well, LSU, you know, they got Fran the Farmer coaching them. We can beat them. You know, Farmer Fran, you know. <laughs> uh, uh, you know, and, and I mean, people, people are looking at Auburn and – Really well, they can't they can't throw it that well, but they throw it efficiently. I mean, they don't throw it that much, but they throw it efficiently. But Petway is a load, man. I mean, he is a freaking beast when he comes through the line. It, you you got to you got to tackle that boy. You ain't gonna hit him and knock him down, not wrap up. So you know that kind of when you run the football on somebody like that, it just beats your mentality into the ground. I mean, it's you'll see. Who they got next? Arkansas? Vanderbilt. Oh, they got Vanderbilt? No, 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 Auburn has Vanderbilt. I thought you were talking about Auburn. Uh, no, I'm Arkansas talking about Ole Miss. Florida, Ole Miss. I think they play a uh, – they may have a bye week finally, I think. I don't think they've had a bye yeah, week well, yet. I may be wrong. They probably they probably need it. Uh, no, no think, Georgia no, Southern is who they play. Georgia Southern is who they play. Next week, yeah. they play Georgia Southern. Well, that game may be close. I don't think yeah. they'll. I don't think they'll lose it, but that game may be close. Georgia Southern's but, but, not a bad but the, football but, team. But, but, but the point is, the point I was making is, and, and I'm trying to find out. And Jonathan made a good qu- uh, point about it. Is like, what, what, when does the committee quit looking at? Like, if you look at Alabama, Ole Miss, right now, you can start picking it apart and say, okay, USC. They're not very good. Alabama beat them. Ole Miss, they're five lost team. They're not any good, so you can't give Alabama credit for that one. Tennessee, not very good. They lost to South Carolina. You see what I'm saying? How long do okay, they go all right, down the all right, list? Because, all right, all right. 
here, here you go. Uh, USC still in the running for the Pac-12 championship. Uh, we played Ole Miss before they – I mean, they'd lost to Florida State, but they led that game by two or three touchdowns. Uh, they weren't beat up. They weren't hurt. Uh, Tennessee, you know, they weren't. They were beat up after the A&M game, but they were even more beat up coming out of the Alabama game. And that's when I told you that they would lose at least one more game, and I said it would be Kentucky. They did. Uh, so, it's probably I mean, still going to be Kentucky, and it's probably still yeah, going to be I, Kentucky. I still, I, I don't know how Georgia's favorite three over Kentucky. The way you look at it, if you're asking me, this is the way you look at it. Has a team quit? Have they laid down and gave up for the rest of the year? At that point, it's not a quality win. If a team just lays down and says, no moss, I've had it, We, you know, our season's done. At that point, if, if a team don't go out and play with heart, then I, I don't look at that as a quality win. If, if, if I Ole agree. Miss, so, they, so they, Ole, Miss they, was a, Ole Miss was a quality win to me last night. Yeah, I think so too. But, I mean, you'll know. I mean, you can tell about If you know even half of what you what most good football fans know, you'll be able to tell when a team quits. You can see it. You'll see a guy run out of bounds when he could go another yard and get a first down, or you'll see a, a quarterback, you know, take two steps and throw the ball out of the back of the end zone because he don't want to take another hit. I mean, you'll you'll see things. I mean, there's there's all kind of tales to to look at a team and see when they've quit. And at that point, if they've quit, then I don't consider it a quality win. If they're still playing hard and they're still fighting and still scratching and clawing, even though their season may be done and they ain't gonna make a bowl game, then yeah, I still consider it a quality win. I don't care who the team is. But I mean, if, if I mean, you you look. Let's take for instance. You talk. We talking about Michigan. Let's take for instance Michigan Rutgers. How long into that game do you think it was before Rutgers quit? I didn't even see the game. I'm telling you right now, Rutgers quit. Probably, Michigan's probably not twenty-one nothing. Michigan's not seventy-eight points better than anybody. I, I, I mean, I just you know, they're good. They're solid. They're they're a complete football team, but they're they're, well, they're offense. Like the Arkansas Auburn game. It's kind of like the Arkansas-Auburn game. Auburn's not 53 points better than Arkansas, but they quit when that game was about 21 nothing. They they laid down, and, and they quit getting yeah, the that's what I'm saying. You, just ran you can over. see it. You can see it, and that's that's when you don't consider it a quality win when a team lays down. I mean, you know, uh, at that point, no, I, I don't consider it a win. I don't, I don't consider a 78 to nothing win win by Michigan on the road at Rutgers. I don't consider that a quality win. I, you know, I'm I'd be I'd be willing to bet I'd be willing to bet a, you know, a two hundred dollar bill that they quit. I like I said I didn't see the game, but I could watch enough of it, you know, about a quarter, quarter and a half and I could tell you whether they did or not because I know what it looks like when somebody so, quits. I've seen it. Well well Jonathan does too. Jonathan, when did Florida State quit in Louisville game? Uh DeAndre Francois Fumble on the play action Dalvin Cup. So twenty eight ten. So thirty five ten is when that game was officially over. So I turned off the TV after the fumble because you felt it coming. You're like, oh, well, no, no, this isn't like Ole Miss. Uh, and and I think Evers right. You know, there, there's a point where you look at every game that turns lopsided at some point. You're like, yeah. That that team quit. I mean, the Florida State Ole Miss game. To be perfectly honest, you look at the last five minutes of that game. I think Ole Miss quit. 
Oh, we're only down 11. No, yeah, but you can tell Chad Kelly mentally checked. You can tell the running backs that we're, we're done. Um, you know, so, I mean, that's, that's a great point. That There, there is a point in, in some of these games where you got to look at it and go, um, was it quality? We're not sure. I mean, when did USC quit against Bama? I think it was after that pick six. That's when I turned the game off. Uh, when uh, Minka Fitzpatrick had that pick six uh, to go up, what, 17-6 or 17-3, I'm like, oh, no, USC's dead. This team is not fighting back after that. Uh, it's it's a it's it's a great point there about that. that well, you yeah, know, too, that's, that, that's part of that's part of Saban's philosophy. You know, that's what it, you know make people quit. You want to mm-hmm. you want to hit them. You want to hit them so hard and beat them down and get them down and keep kicking them down until they quit. And once you get to that point, the game's over with. And, yeah, That's man, what made like the Ole Miss Alabama game weird, because it looked like Ole Miss was about ready to give in, and Alabama was like, "No, here's some gifts. We want this to look good." <laughs> yeah. yeah, we want it to look like a quality well, win, even though it may not look like it. Well, the Arkansas, the Arkansas Auburn game, you know, people are judging. You know, most people will say, "Well, Auburn beat Arkansas by 53." Florida is going to beat Arkansas because Arkansas is terrible. Arkansas realized that they were fighting a losing battle that night. They they hadn't had a bye week. They they were give out. And I think they wanted they were um, they were willing to say, okay, this is not our night to salvage the rest of their season because if you try to come back sometimes and you're down a lot, you can end up getting several injuries. You're tired, you're not well, you're not hundred you know, percent and I think they come out and play good against Florida this weekend. You know as well as I do when you get beat up even though you may not be injured, but you're just banged up, you're bruised, you're, you're, you know, you're sore. It's so easy to just, you know, look at look at the next game and say, you know, we'll we'll be off. You know, we'll, we'll get a break. We'll get to we'll get to heal up. You know, and and try to you know recover from from what's happened to us. And when you get beat down and you're bruised up and you're hurting, it's hard to play at your best. And there's a point, you know, I mean, I, I don't know what it is because I've never quit. And you can, you can vouch for that, Tarvin. You've seen me take a line drive to the shin and barely could walk the next day, and I was out there pitching. So you, you know what I'm talking about when I say I, don't, I ain't never quit. I ain't never gave up. But there is a. There, I've seen it. I've seen it happen. I've seen it happen against people I played against and teams I played against. I've seen it happen. On, on, you know, in in sports my whole life, I've seen teams quit and, and give up, and I've seen teams fight and scratch and claw, and and end up coming back and win. You know, I mean, it's 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 the mentality of. I think a lot of it has to do with the mentality of the coach. You know, I, I mean, whatever mentality he's bred into that team. Is is what they're going to take away from it, and I think I think I know you don't like him, but I think Bealum was a good football coach, and I think Arkansas will play better down the stretch. I think you know what I think about Hugh Freeze, and I think Hugh Freeze, I, I think he's got some crooked issues and recruiting and stuff, and I think he's a snake. <laughs> I mean, just what I think, you know. Don't mean it's right. Don't mean it's you know. It's just my opinion. I smell a rat with him, and. You know, I told you, I told you that once y'all, once y'all ran the football a few times on them, 
and, and I also told you that Chad Kelly would throw it to y'all. He he has a tendency to throw it to the other team. And I don't know if it's lack of concentration or trying to make a play or just thinking he's so good that he can throw it wherever he wants to. Nobody's going to ever intercept it. But he has a propensity to throw it to the other team's jersey. <laughs> I, want to I think he throws you. it so many times. I think he throws it so many times well, that it's bound to end up in the other team's hands. What are you going to ask me? Well, well, I, what you mean you talked about the Lamar Jackson thing. You, know, you, you said you want me to call and bring this up, so I'm going to bring it up now. And i got another thing I want to ask you about before you hang up. But, okay. You said you said you felt the same way I did yesterday when you saw everybody talking about, oh, look at Lamar Jackson. He's led his team down the field. What a Heisman moment. What a Heisman moment. Man, it's freaking Virginia. You should have been ahead by 30. You shouldn't have been coming from behind. They're 0-6. You shouldn't have been behind. Give me, now, don't get me wrong. The kid's a great player. He's a great athlete. But, you know, if you've got to come from behind against Virginia, what are you going to do against some of the better defensive football teams in the country? You know, Wisconsin, Michigan, Alabama, Auburn. You're not going to – I mean, give me a break, man. That's, yeah, that's do, you a, not, do you not feel I, the I, same I'll way? I, answer it. I do, and I'll answer it after Jonathan since he's an ACC guy, and you know what I'm going to say. I'm going to let Jonathan do it. And Jonathan, I was the same. It was like, okay, a Heisman moment. You, you, you ought to be – kicked out of the top ten and out of the Heisman for even letting Virginia stay in that game. Louisville is the most undisciplined team I've seen. They're dangerous, but every time I praise them, they suck. And was that really a Heisman moment yesterday? I mean, he should have been up by 30 in that game. Man, Lamar Jackson's Heisman moment, if he was going to have one, was if he had led that game-winning drive against Clemson. He ain't going to have a Heisman moment from here on out. Let, let, let's cut that. All right, they were 33-point favorites over Virginia. The fact you won by seven was disgusting. I'm watching that game going, Louisville's going to come back and win. Louisville's going to watch. Watch. Louisville's going to throw a touchdown in the last minute win this game. It was just like Notre Dame last year. And sure enough, there it is. It was not a Heisman moment. Lamar Jackson got sacked five times. He fumbled the ball. Oh, he threw four touchdowns. They were down two scores. I mean, there's nobody looking at that game going, wow, Virginia's up on Louisville. How? That that was a critical performance by Louisville. That's what I was looking at is how is Virginia even in this game? And I could have thrown two left-handed against that defense. But Jonathan made a great point about his Heisman moment was against Clemson on the road, and he didn't get it done. And so beating Virginia – a sorry team that lost, uh, I think, one or two FCS schools this year. There may have been two, I think one. But beating them on the last play of the drive, throwing it to a 6-4 receiver to get a touchdown, is not a Heisman moment. And Everett, you were right. What was the other thing you, wanted to, you were wanting to talk okay. about? Okay. I, 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 I saw Josh Norman and at least one defensive back from Atlanta and maybe one more from another game get penalties today for illegal hands to the face. Okay, I understand that. I understand that if a defensive lineman takes the offensive lineman's head and pushes it back and he gets a penalty for illegal hands to the face. I understand if you hit the quarterback trying to swat the ball on a pass and you hit him in the face and it's illegal hands to the face. I understand that. How in the crap is it not a penalty when an offensive 
ball carrier puts his hand in the face mask of a defensive man and stiff arms him, and it's not a penalty. Is that not hands to the face? Well, if he grabs him by the face mask, it is. But if he, I think the running back, and you've always it don't matter. They they can. I know it's a for some reason they never flag that unless he grabs his face mask. But Josh Norman, Josh Norman. All four times today, five or six times today that I saw the penalty called, not one of them grabbed the face mask. If it was, it was just because the finger got caught and it just kind of and it just kind of you know glanced off and went off. But they all got flagged for hands to the face. But yet, an offensive guy can stick his hand in the face and hold that guy off and hold his hand there for a lengthy amount of time, and it's not a penalty. And that aggravates the crap out of me. Is it because well, it? it Oh, go ahead. Let, 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 let's remember that the NFL has geared everything for offenses. So That's what I was going to ask. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, they, they've geared every penalty imaginable for the offense because they want fantasy football numbers to be higher because they want to draw more, quote-unquote, fans in so they can say they have the largest fan base than anybody else because look how many people play fantasy football. Well, so I, I mean, I play, I play it too, though, man. But, but I, I'm a defensive guy. I you know, I'm probably one of ten people in the country that like the nine to six game between Alabama and LSU. I like defense. I I, I like defense, man. I, I don't want to see seventy four to seventy two. I don't I don't want to see that. To me, that's not football. That's that. you know, yeah, yeah. You got a Big Twelve for that. You know, seventy eight, <laughs> seventy six. You know, you think they play basketball season started, but yeah, that's what I was going to ask. Are they just not? Are they just looking the other way and not calling this because they want? The offense, I mean, it, everything's already geared toward the offense anyway. I mean, you can't even breathe on a guy now and it's passing the fence. You can't, you know, you, you can't, you know, you, you can tell when a guy's targeting somebody. I was a hit in the Atlanta Green Bay game a while ago. The guy was guy went to the ground, but the guy was already in the act of tackling, and he hit him. And, yeah, it was – but he didn't hit him with the top of his head. He hit him with a shoulder pad. But they flagged him for – Unsportsmanlike, late hit, you know. I mean, it's just uh, I'm sick of everything going for the offense. I, I like defense. I want to see I want to see hard hitting. I want to see you know, ten to seven or you know, fourteen thirteen or twenty one twenty. You know, I don't want to see sixty five to fifty eight. You know, I don't want to see that. Uh, I mean, mm-hmm. I, it just aggravates me. I, you know, the offensive guys get away with murder. And you know the defensive guy jaywalks and he gets a last sentence. You know what I mean? Yeah, and it's also amazing how many holdings I'm getting. I'm seeing not getting called in football games either. You talk about the offensive side. Uh, people yeah, are getting yeah. manhandled, choke slams, yeah. and and they're not doing anything about it. But big plays are happening, which results in more scores, more viewers, I guess. But I don't know. Defense never gets the raw fair end of the shake, do they, Jonathan? Yeah, that, yeah. There was, the a, there was there was a holding call in the Atlanta Green Bay game while going on a touchdown pass, and I mean it happened right in front of both officials, and <laughs> it was blatant. I mean the guy's arms were out; he had him by both with both hands by the shoulder pad in the jersey, and he's standing sideways. I mean he's not; they're not square to the line of scrimmage. The guy has went by him inside, and he's just grabbed a hold of him. It's like he's bulldogging. I guess he thought he was a pro rodeo guy for a second. I don't know, but he bulldogged yeah. straight to the Ever, ground. Did you, did, Ever, did you watch Florida State Clemson at all? Did you hear uh, Jimbo Fisher's comments 
about the officiating about, after the game? Yeah, and I saw the block, and that he was talking. Well, it was about the block, right? Yeah, I didn't hear. I didn't hear up. Jim. I didn't hear. I, I thought it was clean. I thought it was football. Yeah, he went off I mean, he didn't get, said that he said they hold people accountable. He hold the players and coaches accountable. Why do these guys not get held accountable? And, the, and then they called a 15-yarder on the sideline at the same play. So a 40-yard gain gets nullified with a 30-yard penalty, and it changes the whole momentum and uh, of the game. And he's he just went off. He got fined twenty thousand dollars. But I think. There's a lot of times I wish Miles on would have came out and said something, but I have a lot of respect for Jimbo. Sometimes he cries, and but this time he was right. And no, he, this time he was big said, time. He was big time, right? Yeah, and yeah. you know what? I, and you know, me and you both are officials or have been for a lot of our lifetime. And what have I always said? Every call I've ever made, I've been accountable for. If I missed a call, and you know, sometimes when you miss them. And you think, man, I blew that. And I walked up to guys during the game and looked at a coach dead in the eye and said, Coach, I apologize. For what? I missed that call. I know I missed it. I can't change it, but I know I missed it, and I owe you an apology. You know, uh, these guys are getting paid a lot of money to officiate ball games, and I think they ought to be held accountable. If they review it and say, you know what, you blew this call, that's ten grand. I guarantee you the officiating will get better. I guarantee it. You know, I I guarantee you, you know, if – but, but, if, but they're untouchable they because because they find people, they suspend people. You can't criticize the officials, so these guys think they're well, untouchable, which means that Vegas can get to them a lot easier too, and they can miss these calls and not get reprimanded for them. Well, you know, I mean, what's the you know we got some of the in my opinion we got some of the worst officials. We got some good ones, but we got some of the worst ones in the SEC. And oh yeah. And and the Pac-12, I mean, not the Pac-12, the the Big 12 ain't much better. Their officials ain't very good either. Uh, I don't know much about the Big Big Ten officials. but It's funny you mentioned the Big 12 refs because last night um, uh, I'm on a message board and, you know, there's a bunch of us from about every school. And that call was made, and I must have seen about 15 Texas, Oklahoma, Baylor guys go, are those Big 12 routes? What's going on? I thought only AC. I mean, that, that that tells you the state of officiating, though, when every time there's a bad call in a big game like this, a fan from a different conference goes, oh, did our refs invade the pitch? I mean, when Big 12 and ACC and ACC refs has been a joke for a while, Ron Cherry, everybody loves watching Ron Cherry because you know he's going to over-explain something very stupid at some point. Uh, you know, so you have ACC refs, you have Big 12 refs, we have SEC refs that we've railed against. You're like, okay, all right, dude, all right, where, where do you live? Where's your paycheck coming from? They, it ain't coming from the SEC offices. Who, what school is actually paying you? You know, I mean, we, we've had issues with that, and nothing ever gets done. Oh, well, you're in the conference, so you're allowed to stay until you retire. I, that's pretty much what they're given. It, 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 I, but, I really but, have a huge issue with it. Well, I think conferences uh, have, have issues. I, I think conferences – tell officials how to referee a game. For instance, say Auburn is 7-4 and four going into the Iron Bowl and Alabama's undefeated. Um, the SEC doesn't want Alabama to lose because that would be their only shot of a playoff or something. So, in my opinion, I think the officials will call see, more stuff on Auburn than they would Alabama. But, see, here's, here's what – see, I disagree with you there because – 
what happened last year, we lost to Ole Miss, and Saban said something. He don't say something about Kyle's a lot of times, but he said something about the the receivers downfield and a, uh, an RPO and the people blocking downfield. He said something after the Ole Miss game. And what happened in the Arkansas game the very next game? You got flagged. It got called. It got called, and it wasn't illegal. The guy was within the three yards, and he and he got called for it. So, see, you know, but I think you hit it on the head, though, Tarvin. You know, Saban always says, you know, you got to keep climbing. When you reach the top of the mountain, just because you're at the top, if you want to stay up there, there's work to do. Well, I've always said content breeds failure. When you become content or satisfied with where you are, you start to decline. The thing is, is you hit it on the head. They are satisfied because they're untouchable. They know that there's nothing a coach or a player or anybody can do to them to affect how they call a ball game. So they are safe, and they're content with it, and they don't care if they get it right or not. To care, you've got to have some sort of recourse, right? I mean, mean, if you care about your marriage, you're not going to go out and cheat. Because what's going to happen if you get caught? You're going to, you know, she's going to have everything you got. You're going to lose if your you mind. Care about your, if you care about your job, you're going to do your job because there's a recourse. There's, there's a repercussion to not doing your job. These guys don't have that. They've got their job. They're untouchable, and they don't care whether they get to call right or not. They do not care. That's why I think they should be fine. When they blow a call, they should be fine. How, I mean, the, the Oklahoma State, you know how I feel about Oklahoma State. I hate Oklahoma State, but they should be undefeated right now. There's no way that that, that play should have happened, according to the rules, right? That Oklahoma State got beat. There's no no reason. Two different conferences missed on that. That was the worst part. You had max reps on the field, and then you had big 12 reps in the booth. And neither yeah, one know, of them were, were, were aware enough to where, oh, okay, wait a minute, we're screwing up. Stop it before it happens. But you know what? You know what makes me maddest about that? It was a correctable mistake. It was correctable. Yeah. It, it, even six hours next day after the game, it's correctable. Okay, guys, that play shouldn't have happened. We're sorry, whoever you are, FCS team, but you lost this football game because that play should have never occurred. That, that was correctable. There was no yeah, other play why after that. Why it reminds me a lot that? of the Miami Duke game. That's what I have game. a problem with. Where right. after yeah. that Miami Duke game last year with all the laterals, we're like, uh, yeah, you, yeah, they blew this really bad, so we're just going to give them two weeks off. They're like, well, wait a minute. It was the last play of the game. Can't you say, uh, our bad, y'all, Duke actually won, so bye, Miami? I mean, you know, if it's, you know, this has been something that's been talked about, and everybody asks yeah. the same question. Why can't you review or change the outcome of the game on the last play like that when something so egregious happens? Well, well wouldn't that open Pandora's box? It, it, it should. I mean, I, I agree with you. That that's a, it, could, it could have been correctable, but here's what they're going to say. That was bad judgment or bad – that was just bad calling. The Oklahoma State game was a misinterpretation of how the rules should be handled. And any protest – it, whether like softball, baseball, whatever, you know, a manager can file a protest. Well, you can only file a protest on a rules misinterpretation. 
you can't file it on a judgment call. So that that's that's what I, I yes was it bad? Did they miss twelve calls? Yes, there was fourteen forward passes, illegal forward passes on that play, but it was just bad calling. There's you know there's not nothing you can do because it was missed calls, but you can do something about a misinterpretation of how the rule is. That play should have never occurred. Therefore, you know it's correctable. But the the play where the you're talking about Florida, uh, Miami, and Duke, the play should have occurred, but there was just a lot of bad calls in the play. You see no, what I'm saying? My, my my question is on that. Like I get that, but my question is, they reviewed a penalty. That that's what that play hinged on. Was they had that like five minute review where they reviewed whether or not it was a block in the back. Last time I checked, that wasn't reviewable. So wouldn't that be a misinterpretation of the rules? Um, you know, well, I mean, I'm just just trying to figure out where the is there a gray area and what it is, and how do we kind of try and fix it? Well, I, I don't, I don't think, I don't, you know, right or wrong, agree or disagree. As far as I'm concerned, I don't think that you could ever review or or change a call that happened that happened live. I just don't because if it's like you said, it would open, it would open so much. I mean, there might be games waiting on a decision two weeks later because they don't make decisions real well unless they're told. Um, they they get together and mm-hmm. tell jokes and stuff. So, I, you know, I, you might have a game that might last six hours if, if you left it up to them to to, to review stuff and see if, well, this, this occurred. I don't know. I, don't, I didn't know a penalty. I didn't know a review. I know targeting's reviewable, but I didn't know that a penalty for a block in the back was reviewable. That, that's not. what we all said when it happened. We're like, wait a minute, they just came back from review to tell us that they were picking up a flag. Like, a that, there, there's call. an issue there. Exactly. It's a judgment call, therefore it shouldn't be reviewed, unless it's targeting. Mm-hmm. targeting targeting's the only... Like off, like sides, you can't, or holding, you can't, you can't review it. Right, and you so know we, not whether the guys. We're out of time. We're out of time, and uh, I'm gonna we're gonna get cut off here in just a second. So I didn't want to interrupt anybody, but I will throw something out. Breaking news uh, for the political world, Everett and Jonathan. That hold on, here it is. Got one second left. Hold on. Breaking news: Justice Department obtains. Warrant to search computer thought to have emails of Hillary Clinton aid. So what? So, so what? What do y'all think about that one? Real? Does that matter about this election coming up? Because if you vote for Hillary, there might be a chance if she does. If she does win, she may be going to jail. Well, you know me, Tarvin. You know that's not happening. So I'm not voting for her. Yeah. You know that. And, well, I guess you're not voting for Trump or. Um, or Hillary called him out yesterday, Everett, and said, show me the email, trying to bluff him or something. They're like, okay, here you go. We're, gonna, we're about to show you, little lady. So yeah, talk about your all-time way. backfire, right? Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Talk about you your all-time down backfire. The thunder, well, now you got it. Yeah, you call down the thunder. Well, now you got it. It's what Wyatt Earp said in the movie Tombstone. Um, well, guys, it's been it's been fun. Two hours. 
enjoyed it. Thanks, ever for joining us, Jonathan. Thank you as well. We'll be back Wednesday night um, to break down this next week coming up. Big Alabama-LSU game. We're excited about it. But, guys, we'll take care. Everybody, be safe. God bless. Make sure you vote next week. We'll talk to you Wednesday. All right, y'all too, man.